Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Talking Points. I'm Brian Kelly, the Points Guy. This week, we are going to talk about an organization that is helping save lives around the world. You know, I'm extremely fortunate that I'm able to be a proudly out entrepreneur who's able to travel the world to most countries thanks to my privilege of having a U.S. passport and frequent flyer miles and the resources to do it. But through these travels, my eyes have been opened to many realities that I never thought were happening. I know several years ago when I was reading the New York Times and hearing about LGBT concentration camps, gay people being rounded up, tortured, and killed just for being who they are. And I remember wanting to stick my head in the sand and deny that that couldn't possibly be happening, not in this day and age. Soon after that article, a friend told me about Rainbow Railroad, an amazing organization that's on the ground helping LGBTQ people around the world who are at risk of persecution, jail, or even death. Much like the Underground Railroad, they have a network of people who are working their best to get people to safety. And if there's one thing that I know, travel has changed my life. Travel has the power to save lives as well. So I wanted to be a part in helping physically get LGBTQ refugees to safety. And over the last several years, we've teamed up with Rainbow Railroad. We've done frequent flyer mile drives, we've done Prizio campaigns, and we are in the middle of our biggest one yet. And here to talk all about Rainbow Railroad is Kamali Powell, their executive director. Kamali, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So can you just explain what Rainbow Railroad is to those listeners who may not know? Sure. Rainbow Railroad is a not-for-profit charity that focuses on helping LGBT people facing persecution find safety. So what we do is we get requests from all around the world from people who are facing life-threatening situations just because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. And we work with them to find a pathway to safety where they can live their authentic selves. I know I heard about you guys several years ago. I was reading the New York Times and hearing all about the crisis in Chechnya. What's going on the ground in Chechnya and what is Rainbow Railroad doing? Yeah, Chechnya was a real example of the alarming trend of mass detentions of people who are part of the LGBTQ community. And in that case, you know, what we had was a state-sponsored campaign to basically round up primarily gay and bisexual men, but women were affected as well, people detain them, torture them, and then really coerce them into giving more names of individuals in order to keep things going. And so there were over 200 people plus who were detained over a short period of time a couple of years ago, and some were murdered as well. 
Unfortunately, there's been a wave of new detentions just recently. And what we did, we were concerned like you were when you read about what was happening, but we found out that we were uniquely positioned because of the work that we did to identify individuals who managed to flee Chechnya to Russia, work with our partners on the ground to provide them temporary safe houses, and then move them to other countries like Canada. And to your viewers, it was directly because of your support and the support of viewers who raised miles that were able to use those resources to actually move people to safety. Yeah, and that was a really cool campaign. And, and to be very clear to people listening, you can donate your Amex points or Aeroplan miles. You can transfer Amex to Aeroplan, and then Rainbow Railroad is one of the official charities. Uh, we have a whole landing page on the points guy slash Rainbow Railroad if you want to help donate miles. But these miles actually go into an Aeroplan account where you guys book the flights to get people to safety, right, Kamali? That's correct. That's correct. It was remarkable just how the donation of points could literally help save someone's life. Yeah, you know, I was invited to Toronto, what was it, last summer, and I got a chance to actually meet with a lot of the people that we've saved from Chechnya, and their stories are heartbreaking. You know, even talking with some people with, you know, scars across their face from being beaten. So we've been able to help a number of people, which is amazing, but the situation is still pretty bad on the ground there. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I often think while we celebrate those who we are able to help, my thoughts are usually towards those we have not yet helped. And the result of the original purge was that people were deep in hiding after those first wave of arrests in fear of being exposed, and that continues. And the unfortunate reality is that the LGBTQ community is often used as easy targets when politics get tough. You see it in the U.S. as well. Uh, and it, that's not different in Chechnya, except that the biggest difference is that people are actually tortured and killed. Uh, and, and, you know, Rainbow Railroad exists because there are 70 plus countries that criminalize same-sex intimacy. And those laws endanger people. It basically gives a license to governments, to the police force, to communities to target this community. And the result is people losing their lives. And so we step in to provide a lifeline to those who are facing life and death circumstances. Some organizations do advocacy to change laws or to change people's opinions. Rainbow Railroad exists to get people to safety. That's absolutely correct. We stand in solidarity with the people who are doing the great work to change hearts, minds, and laws and policies. But we realize that there needs to be immediate solutions for people who are facing life-threatening situations. So Chechnya is certainly a problem. I also got the ability to go to Jamaica with you and 60 Minutes, and the situation on the ground there, I was shocked at what's going on in Jamaica. And I think a lot of people you know, who visit Jamaica had no idea of the sort of brutality that goes on against the LGBT community there. Can you give us a quick overview of what's happening in Jamaica and what Rainbow Railroad is doing to help? Absolutely. I know it's surprising. Jamaica is a paradise. It's an escape for people who want to enjoy the sand and the beaches and the music. And that's always been true. What's also true is that Jamaica has the most amount of churches per capita anywhere in the world. And homophobia is deeply indebted in the culture. And so what you see outside of the wonderful tourist spots is a culture where people are really hunted down 
because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Especially the trans community, right? And the trans community is correct. Uh, you know, yeah. many of the individuals that you met were people who identified as transgender, but could not actually live their lives as their authentic selves because they would get killed. And so what you saw were people living in homelessness, living in the fringes, people victims of acid attacks, really because all it takes is someone to identify someone on the street and say that they are gay for a mob to encircle them and their lives be threatened. And then the police never really follow up with these killings, right? Their justices for the LGBT community is basically non-existent. The police are sometimes the perpetrators of violence. What do you do? Uh, we heard stories of people going to the police only to get kicked out to say that what they're doing is a sin or a crime. So when the only people you're supposed to turn to for protection turn you away, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway for me on that trip was I went to the gullies where people living under bridges, like, I mean, you talk about people ostracized from their communities. My first reaction was we should boycott Jamaica until Jamaica changes their laws and protections. We shouldn't be giving them our tourism dollars. And I know a lot of gay travelers who have money won't support places that are really horrible to LGBT community. What I learned on that trip and in talking to the people most impacted by this you know, brutality is that by boycotting the hotels, the hotels are actually the best places for LGBT people to work. An economy that depends on tourism like Jamaica, if there's a mass boycott, that it actually makes conditions worse on the ground. So that was really illuminating for me. And recently with Brunei and their horrible new anti-gay death by punishment there is a notion to boycott the Dorchester Hotel Group so that it puts pressure on the sultan who owns that hotel group. I still go back and forth because the power of the wallet is something that you know, we see in the U.S. being very impactful. You know, when you hit people in their wallet you know, who are hateful, they, it's a way of combating when you don't have a lot of other resources. But on the other end, it does negatively impact you know, the people you're trying to help. What are your thoughts on that, Kamali? I think the best way to start as a starting point is always start by getting advice from people on the ground. Because uh, it might change from country to country and pressure is important and pressure can work, but it's not necessarily always the best tactic for reasons that you express in Jamaica are certainly true. You know, I had the fortune to meet George and Amal Clooney just recently as they are launching a new initiative for their foundation and are considering supporting Rainbow Railroad. And what he said to me was, because he, he was one of the people who were pushing the boycott, and he said, you know, his strategy was talking with activists in Indonesia, which is a neighbor of Brunei, and said, you know, this not only will it get the attention of the Sultan, but it'll also be preventative for Indonesia. And it made me think about the situation a little bit differently. It was a strategy that was thought out. I think we have a visceral, and I feel it. Oh, what? So that if Indonesia depends so much on tourism, that if they enact similar strict laws, that like there will be, you know, hell to pay. Exactly. And I get the visceral response to want to boycott, to want to change. Uh, when Russia's anti-propaganda law came up in 2013, people wanted to stop drinking Stoli. And I think ultimately there are pressure points that are necessary in order to act as sticks to these governments. The question is which ones will not harm people on the ground. And I think there is a balancing point. One example is we're seeing more and more where 
um, visas are being revoked for the, these individuals who like to travel, who like to go to places like America, and we're saying, no, you're not welcome here because of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's finding what strategies work. I always say be cautious with boycotts, not that don't do them ever, but understand why we're doing them and what the effect will be. Okay, let's take a quick pause right now and hear from our sponsors. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So the actual work on the ground. So how do you determine who is really an LGBTQ refugee? You know, like what is your network like on the ground to vet that the people that you're trying to help are the ones who are actually getting assistance? Yeah, it's a great question. It's it's tough. We have received now 1,200 requests since January 2019, just this year alone. So it's a lot of people from over 40 countries reaching out for help. When there's so many different requests, how do we filter which ones are real priorities? And, you know, we look at a number of factors. We look at, you know, to the heart of your question, uh, we rely on partnerships in all the countries that we work. We're a small organization. Um, We don't have the resources, the capacity to have staff in all the countries we work. And so the partnerships are really crucial. Um, Human rights defenders who are volunteering with us uh, to identify the individuals, to help verify their cases of persecution, and then really let us know the degree of urgency. When you have only so limited resources, there are people who manage to live within the countries of origin, and then there are people who are facing life in those situations. And that's what we're trying to weed out. I always want to make it really clear that we are not saying in all instances that relocation is the answer. Our goal is the goal of many, that everyone should live in the country of their choice, of their birth. And many of the people who reach out to us definitely say, I would rather just stay home. Our job is to really focus on prioritizing the cases that are life-threatening. And we do it with our partnerships. We identify, we tease out to make sure it's an authentic story of persecution. Uh, And then we get them prepared for travel. And as we said earlier, the most important piece is that we pay for the travel. You know, we donate points and there's ways to donate points, but there's still so many costs that you need money to work on. Now, I've I've visited your offices in in Toronto. You guys run a tight ship. You know, you're part of a co-working facility. I know you keep your costs down. Tell us like the evolution of Rainbow Railroad. Last year, we did a, you know, for my birthday, uh, we were able to raise $200,000 through our Prizio campaign. Like, what did you guys do with that money? And for people who want to donate, you know, can you explain the sort of cost structure that you guys have and how much of the money donated actually goes towards saving lives? Absolutely. Points are always effective uh, and they definitely help, but we're now helping on an average of 200 people a year. And so cash is required. Um, And, you know, it it costs roughly $10,000 to work through one case, the majority of which are travel costs. It's not business class travel. It's just that their routes are really complicated for some of these individuals that we're trying to get to their final destinations in order to facilitate a successful asylum claim. And so we are working on 
very complex travel. And then of course, providing resources for the person to get ready for travel. You gotta understand, Brian, the people that we help don't necessarily have access to a birth certificate. Don't Then they have to get a passport, need to get luggage, um, need to be in safe houses before they travel. All of these pieces are what we pay for. Uh, sometimes we're facilitating costs for what we call uh, agents or uh, support people in country. And then we give very limited post-travel support. We're not a settlement agency. We depend on partners to help with the integration process, but we have a responsibility to ensure that individuals have some degree of resources once they arrive in the country. And all that totals to roughly, again, $10,000 per case. We keep our operations really lean, as you said. Um, and so the vast majority of our operating budget is around direct travel. Got it. So, and let's just talk about you, Kamali. So how did you become the executive director of such an incredible organization? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, um, you know, I have you always been passionate about this, or yeah, what, what's been your career progression? You know, I started my career um, with an idea that I'd work in government, and I very quickly realized that that is not what I wanted to do, and so I turned to the not-for-profit sector, and particularly working on health and social justice. I realized as a gay black man who was born in Canada but from the Jamaican diaspora how I think normal but abnormal my circumstance was in the reality of many Jamaicans, right? So for me and you, just as someone that managed to find solace as an out person, it's not really a factor in my life. As someone from the Jamaican diaspora, it's something that I didn't realize comes with a huge degree of privilege. And I think that's what led me towards working on health and social justice is because I had a family that accepted me when I came out, which is not normal for many Jamaicans. And you saw firsthand the opposite, people getting targeted. That's what my passion has been. I've been working uh, in the HIV sector for much of my career, LGBTQ issues. When I was approached to take on Rainbow Railroad, I was working with an organization that was challenging Jamaica's anti-sodomy law. So this was just very close to my heart. And it was also really a great opportunity to take an organization that was growing. We're an example of what happens when the community rallies together. 100% of our funds is from the community. We currently do not receive any government sources. And so that's really motivating for me to be able to have helped build a movement that is fueled by people like you and all of the viewers who donated to you, uh, your campaigns. Isn't it a wonderful symbol of what happens when we all rally together? It is. And I'm so excited. This year we have launched a campaign. You know, I want to set the goals high. So my goal is to raise a million dollars for Rainbow Railroad. You can visit prizeo.com slash save lives. And we are also going to be doing a ton of other flash sweeps, as we call them, with other celebrities to raise awareness around this. Because as we are so fortunate to be able to celebrate 50 years of pride this summer in New York, and especially in the U.S., how much we've accomplished. Yet, yes, there's still a lot to do. I think it's very important that we all realize that many people around the world don't have those same abilities. So, Kamali, I want to thank you for doing all of the hard work that you do. How do you stay optimistic? You know, you're in, in your line of work where you're dealing with such desperate situations and like what keeps you optimistic? The ultimate driver of why I do this work is probably the same reason why you support the work and why so many other people have donated. It's 
the tangible result of knowing that someone who is facing a life-threatening situation is now safe in a new home. And every time I hear that story or have the remarkable opportunity to meet someone that was affected by that, that makes it all worthwhile. And then that drives me to keep going. And so to everyone who might contribute to this campaign, know that that small investment will actually help save someone's life. Yeah, I have to say at the dinner with the people from Chechnya that we helped get asylum, sitting down and hearing their stories. And I remember one person telling me, Brian, I can't tell you the feeling because they're stressed up, you know, going through immigration. They don't know if they're going to get pulled away, denied boarding from the airline. There's so many different hurdles, even once they get that final go ahead. And he, he started to choke up and he just said the minute that the wheels took off and I was no longer on Russian soil. He's like, I just started sobbing on the plane and I get chills thinking about it now. And so many times, you know, we can complain about travel or it really puts in perspective that travel is much more than just vacations or, you know, pushing ourselves like travel can save lives. And that's why I love what you guys are doing. And I'm also really excited to have on our Pride Parade, if you're in New York City, we will be marching. We have a 747-themed float. Our theme is Equality Airlines, and we are bringing, in partnership with Rainbow Railroad, first-time Pride attendees. And once again, if you want to help save lives, donate to our campaign, prizeo.com slash save lives. Kamali, once again, you are an inspiration to me personally. You make me excited to do what we do and to be able to use this platform to truly make a difference in people's lives. So thank you. Well, thank you for all that you've done to support this work. This has been a great partnership and thank you for having me. That's all for this episode of Talking Points. A huge thank you to Kamali Powell and Rainbow Railroad and all the work they're doing to help save lives around the world. And also thank you to my amazing team, Christy Matsui, Caroline Shagrin, and Margaret Kelly. You guys are podcast rock stars. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.